0: Coast to coast, nonstop action. This is the premier source for National Hockey League news. Scores, highlights, and the Anaheim Ducks. It's time to light the lamp with Alexis Downey. Welcome to light the lamp here on Duck Stream from the Paul Korea studio. I am your host, Alexis Downey. Happy Monday and really holidays week too. We're finally getting into the swing of things. I know I keep talking about it every week. But it is officially here. And I have to tell you, I spent the weekend getting into the spirit as I finally hit the slopes for the first time this season up at Mammoth Mountain. This was my first time skiing in California. I love to ski. It's one of my very favorite hobbies. So it was awesome to get out there and see all of the snow. It really made me excited for the upcoming holidays this week. And not only that, but it was a great weekend for the Anaheim Ducks, who have now won the past two games in regulation. Thursday night in Montreal, 5-2, and then a 4-3 win also in regulation on Saturday against the Edmonton Oilers. One of the things I mentioned in Friday's show was the test that our young goaltenders would see in net from the high-powered offense that Edmonton brings, and that is exactly what we saw on Saturday, along with a lot of other great stuff, so let's get to AD's takeaways now. And of course, let's start now with Lukasz Dostal, who has had two back-to-back strong games in net, 46 saves on 49 shots versus Edmonton. This was only his sixth career NHL start. Dostal looked incredibly poised in this game. Also going back to Thursday, 23 saves on 24. Five shots against the Canadians. He's really taking advantage of the situation he's been given. And I'm very impressed by what we've seen from Dostal. Stahl. I said this in the preseason, and I'll say it again now. He just looks so calm, cool, and collected in the net. And that is so impressive from a young netminder. Certainly a great thing to see as we move into the future for his career as well. Another name that I have been impressed with the last two games, John Klingberg. He's looked great. Three goals in the past two games, two on Thursday and one on Saturday. Now, the interesting part with this, he is just the second defenseman in Ducks history to score a game winning goal in consecutive games. Love what we're seeing from the defensemen. And on the defensive end, the team had a lot of block shots in their game against Edmonton. A great just defensive effort overall. And you can imagine that also took a little bit of pressure off of Dostal. Despite having to stop nearly 50 shots, the defense stood tall in front of Dostal. Now, another name, Mason McTavish, has been doing really well as of late. Another name that I have been impressed with. Back-to-back multi-assist games with two in the past two games. One thing that I've liked that we've seen out of him is his vision for the ice. He's really good at finding lanes and creating space in order to create those scoring opportunities. And McTavish just does so well at that. And at such a young age, once again, just a bright future ahead. One last name I want to mention from the game against Edmonton. Jason Magna getting his first point as a duck. He assisted on Sam Carrick's goal for the team in the first period overall, just a strong afternoon of hockey and really exciting to see the ducks closing out their road trip on a high note. The team won two of four games and Anaheim is now four, four and O against divisional opponents this season. The team will be at home this week, too, I have to mention, on Wednesday and then again on Friday. Wednesday is Futures Night in the Wild Wing t-shirt giveaway. This game is against the Minnesota Wilds, so if you are coming out, get excited for that t-shirt giveaway. And then if you're coming to Friday's game against the Calgary Flames – This is also another giveaway night, the Wild Wing Nutquacker figurine. I've seen it, and let me tell you, you're going to want this one. So make sure you come out to these games and get the giveaways and enjoy some great Ducks hockey this week at Honda Center. But let's move along now to go coast to coast to hear some of the best goal calls from around the NHL over the weekend. And of course, we have to start with our very own Anaheim Ducks in Edmonton Oilers game on Saturday. John Klingberg's game winner against the Oilers, Steve Carroll, has the call from DuckStream.
1: Trying to dig the puck free. Three Oilers, three Ducks battle for possession. Puck knocked free, and Anaheim's Jack of Silverberg tossed ahead to the Edmonton line. Trying to look for Vetrano, a turnover by the Oilers. Ryan Stroll, the shot. Kind of a half turnaround shot to the circle. (laughs) Left to the goal. Getting a piece of it, Skinner, and then a shot from way out is in. A shot way out, and smiles in abundance there as the puck was shot by Klingberg, and it beats
0: Stuart Skinner from way out, and the Ducks have a 4-3 lead. Also on Saturday, as it was a heavy slate of hockey, the Carolina Hurricanes and Dallas Stars facing off Carolina kept their point streak alive and have now extended it to 10 after winning 5-4. Now, they were taking on a tough Dallas team who sits at the top of the Central Division with 42 points, and this game took overtime. Martin Nachos had a fantastic working play into the zone with Andre Svechnikov, who then found Nachos in front of the net on the second effort, and this one went in. Mike Maniscalco has the call of the winner.
1: Plays it for Natchez. Back around for Pesci, as he's watched by Marchment. Pesci takes down Marchment, but Natchez will get to the puck. Natchez has got Svechnikov with him. They're motoring into the star zone. Natchez, backhand, Svechnikov rolls with Wedgwood with the save, still out in front. Natchez scores!
0: Looking at Sunday, the Calgary Flames and San Jose Sharks faced off, and it was a 5-2 win for the Flames in San Jose. This ended their five-game skid. Elias Lindholm netted back-to-back goals in the third period in just 19 seconds for Calgary. And he also had an assist earlier in the game on Milan Lucic's goal. It was just a great afternoon for Lindholm. But I also want to note on the Sharks' side, Eric Carlson netted his 700th NHL point in this game. He continues to have a fantastic season. Let's listen to the call now of Lindholm's goals from Calgary's Derek Wills.
1: Flames are going to head to a Holmes by power play. Here's Lindholm a shot. He scores just seconds into the Flames power play, Elias Lindholm on a beautiful feed from Jonathan Huberto, one-times the puck in and makes it three to one Flames. On the Sharks net, Anderson pinching into the play. We'll give it to Lindholm, swings it up to near side to Hannafin, he shoots, that shot gets knocked down. Here's Anderson to Lindholm, he
0: scores!
1: Elias Lindholm scores two goals in the first 35 seconds of the third period, and he blows this game wide open.
0: It is 4-1 Flames. And the last game in Coast to Coast that I'd like to highlight, the New York Rangers and Chicago Blackhawks on Sunday. The Rangers have been tearing it up as of late. They are 8-1-1 in their last 10 games. And on Sunday, the team had a big 7-1 to win in Chicago and an even bigger thing to note, seven different Rangers scored goals in this one. And then on the back end, Igor Shosturkin now has a 10-game road point streak right now. He has yet to lose a game in regulation this season on the road. Really strong play from the goaltender. In goal four of this game, Miko Sabanajad had a nice drop pass to Jacob Truba. And Truba was the one to put it in the back of the net. He has now scored in back to back games. The Rangers have seven straight wins. So let's hear the Rangers' call of the goal now.
1: Seth Jones, he'll skate to the red line, backhanded down, trying to get his own pass. He'll be cut off by Keandre Miller. Swings around the earboards for Panarin, and now the Rangers can come out. Artemi Panarin. Slides a pass over to Zibanejad. Zabanajat fakes the shot, leaves it back to the far wing, and they score as he finds the trailer, and it's Truba, and the Rangers pick up
0: 4-1. For our guests today, we welcome on the other voice of DuckStream, and one fans know very well, our very own Kent French. You can hear him on many of the other shows right here on DuckStream. So, of course, it's his time now to jump on Light the Lamp. Listen in in this next segment. Joining Light the Lamp now is a voice that will sound very familiar to a lot of people. Kent French. Frenchy, welcome to Light the Lamp for the first time.
1: Uh, It is good to be here. It is weird to be interviewed <laughs> i'll have to admit that but uh thanks for having me in your studio by the way the korea studios
0: this is your studio no, it's, too no
1: i'm just uh <laughs> i'm just every now and then not like you are this is uh this is awesome though uh everything congratulations off the bat you guys got an award for tune mm-hmm. in um which is the uh streaming service that you guys use right and mm-hmm. so uh i mean it's it's off and running so kudos to you and Joey Cocktails and Stefan who's I see the back of his head right now. Yeah.
0: <laughs> thank you so much. And you mean, I mean, you're a part of it just as much. So thank you for all your work Oh my gosh, too. it's fun. And I want to tease a little bit because we have a really cool episode coming out on Duck Stream today, I believe it will be the mm-hmm. Players Lounge. You just finished it up. How was that? It's been a
1: while. You know, it's, it, the concept was awesome, right? Get mm-hmm. a bunch of guys together and get them just talking nothing, mm-hmm. ha- nothing uh, that has to do with hockey, really. Um. But it's been tough with the road schedule and just everything that's been going on in the world of of hockey and this team that to get everyone together and have them come in. So, um, but yeah, they we sat down with uh, Kevin Shattenkirk, Max Jones, and Troy Terry, great three three that guys <laughs> have together. They just it just went well. Um, yeah, so it really just chatting about the holidays and um, Christmas presents, and I think we asked. I'll tease this is a teaser. Um, asked Shatty and Jonesy. What TV dad Troy Terry will be like mm. when he becomes a father?
0: <laughs> That'll be good to hear that yeah, answer. So uh, <laughs> tune in
1: to learn what they had to say.
0: All right. Awesome. Well, I'm excited to hear that, but I want to talk more about you. I mean, well, you have been here for a long time. And one of the things that has really impressed me getting to know you is just all the things that you do beyond the ducks, the angels, Frenchies, friends, everything you are just so involved in the community too. And I'm curious as to where that passion comes from.
1: Um, You know, I think I've worked, um, in Anaheim for gosh. Um, I started doing like local cable, you know, back in uh, the early two thousands, um, so yeah, I, or late 90s even. So I, I've been been very fortunate to be part of this community for a long time mm-hmm. and um, gotten to know people and places and, um, you know, politicians who've come and gone and, and been a part of so many different events and so many different things here that um, it's just become a passion for me to be, since I'm part of it, I want to give back to it. Um, and a long time ago, maybe 15, 16 years ago, I got involved with an organization called We Give Thanks. And uh, Frank Garcia, La Costa Garcia Restaurant, um, had this event out of his restaurant. And I started going over. He was We were in the Kiwanis Club, one of the clubs that I was involved <laughs> in. And so I'd go over there, and basically it was like, what's going on? It's like all these people, this small space. I jumped in his kitchen. I was washing dishes one day or whatever it would be. And I kept thinking to myself, What a great event, but it needs a bigger space. And Mm -hmm. then at the time my Babcock Mike Babcock was the coach, uh, told them about it. He got players, he brought his uh kids over to serve. And finally I I went to the ducks and said, you know what? Um Tim Ryan uh was the president at the time. And I'm like, hey, I want to bring this event here. He's like, okay. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, so that was like 15 years ago. And that really kind of ingrained me into you know, helping those that that need help, um, especially when it relates to food and not having enough mm-hmm. during during the holidays and tough times, and and it's just kind of stemmed from there. And then being part of this organization where Henry and Susan are so passionate about giving back to the community, I've been very fortunate. Um, before I joined the Ducks, I was uh, I did live auctioneering and mm. hosting, and I was around a lot of charity events, and so I I got a taste of that, and then. Um, being around Henry and Susan and then doing all the stuff and being part of what the ducks do uh, and then the angels um, just made it even more of a passion. And then becoming a father um, almost six years ago now, which is wild, mm-hmm. that you want to make the world a better place for your little one. Mm-hmm. And um, you want to set an example for them on, um, you know, how much the community means to you, but you got to give back. And I think I used this quote. I, was, I hosted um, something for Second Harvest the other day um, and JFK back in the day, I thought he was such a, such a inspiration. And, um, uh, just the words he used, you kind of, it was, in, he was inspiring to me as a leader. And he said, um, ask not what your country can do for you, but what you can do for your country. Mm. And so I said, in this thing, I said, that's not what Orange County can do for you, but what you can do for Orange County. Mm-hmm. And I think that kind of re- that resonates with me. That I think we take so much that we don't give back enough. Um, and just the three guys that we had here today, even, you know, Jonesy Terry and, and Shadi, those those guys are prime examples of giving back. Right. Getsy has been an incredible example of giving back. Um, so I think that's it's a long-winded answer to answer your question, but I think just all those things combined have have made it very uh important for me to give back.
0: Were you the kind of kid when you were growing up that you just wanted your hand in everything?
1: No, not really. I um I was like uh I did sports and I studied. <laughs> mm. Like I wanted to get A's all the time mm-hmm. and I put a lot of pressure on myself. I had no idea where that came from. My parents were <laughs> never like, you know, you need to get good grades or I never got paid for my report card or whatever, <laughs> you know, that those things happen. But um Yeah, no, I, I was just, I don't know what it was or where it came from, but, um, it was really, it was baseball and, 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 uh, and books and and studying. And I just studied all the time. I was kind of like the, uh, straight and narrow guy, (laughs) you know? And, and, uh, so I don't know, none of this really happened. I didn't really start doing all this other stuff until my late twenties, um, early thirties when I started the broadcasting and getting in more involved in the community.
0: Well, let's talk a little bit about your beginning with the Ducks. And I want to talk about Ducks TV for those that might remember it and how that began, because I heard that that was the very first magazine online show in the NHL, according to Rich Cooley. We'll go with that.
1: (laughs) I'm going with that. Yes. I, I often, yes, I, I say it is, I, I believe it is. I don't think, um, I think it'd be tough to prove that it wasn't, Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it, it, uh, Gosh, back in the day, um when I got hired by the Ducks, I was over at what was called Adelphia Cable at the time and I was doing my own cable shows and, and stuff. And so when the Angels um uh the Ducks or the Disney owned both the Angels and Ducks, and when they sold the Angels, all this these jobs opened. And mm-hmm. I had a good relationship with the Ducks and they were running my excuse me, my um duck show called center ice or running before the games on the jumbotron Mm. so i had a really good relationship and they brought me on as a production manager and i'm like i don't i want to be a broadcaster and like well no you can still do your show we still you know but we want you to take bring this other side this other element um to our staff and so all of a sudden i had this game day staff of 25 to 30 um and thank god i was able to hire people smarter than myself that were able to (laughs) come in one of them being rich cooley who is still here um so because I had this um uh goal to continue broadcasting we developed along with a guy named Matt Savant who is now the president of the goals and um had this like, crazy idea of doing this internet show to recap the Ducks games mm-hmm. and put it online so we would do we would take the highlights of the game we cut them up uh in the edit bay after the game and then myself and Rich Cooley would walk around the rink and we were just we could do goofy things. It would just become this campy <laughs> like what? Um gosh, I'd sit like when the cleaning crew, like we were here until like two in the morning. Mm. And so I mean I'd be on the back of the cleaning crew's cart driving around. <laughs> um we had like whatever they used during the intermissions, they had little go-karts that we drive around, mm-hmm. probably now people going, Yeah, now we see why there was like black marks all over the place <laughs> at night. I'd go in and interview the security guards. Um we were in the trail. We had trailers here <laughs> once. When, so I go in the trailers and we just interview people. It was just, and then once we had, <laughs> we'll probably get in trouble for this one. We had um, the Olympians here. We had, I don't know what it was. It was, it was like Scotty, uh, Perry, Getze. They all won gold. Bobby Ryan, silver. And then the Finns, I think it, uh, Saku and Tamu, they won bronze. I hope I'm not wrong in that. We had all their medals, Mm. so Cooley put all the medals on, and so so Cooley ended up in the back of every shot playing guitar, and he would just walk behind playing (laughs) guitar. So he was always next to me, and he was that was a shtick, and so he had all the medals on once, and he was playing guitar. Um,
0: I I need to see these. I don't know
1: where they exist (laughs) somewhere in the archives. But let me tell you something. So then we do this show, right? And we end up going to we end up winning the cup. We go to London to open up the next year. And every, like, I got stopped in London. Really? Like, they like, oh, yeah, Ducks TV. I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and, like, players' parents would watch it. It was the only outlet at the time to find highlights. Mm. They couldn't put them on there. They had no apps or phone. You know, the phone stuff wasn't prominent. It tells you how old I am. But, yeah, <laughs> it was insane. Like, we're walking around, you know, London, and people knew who I was. I'm like, I don't understand. This is very weird. So I always joke around. I'm like, I'm big in London. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And you were, weren't you just in London or I was just in London for a wedding, but no, no one knew who who I was. (laughs) Yes. That's okay. That's okay. Well, I think one of the other things too, especially here at the ducks, is just all the different relationships that can be built and that you've built over the years. I mean, obviously it's important to you, but what does it mean to you to have all these special relationships with the people here and in the community?
1: Well, I've said, um, many times that this is my second family Mm -hmm. and, um, gosh i think if my math is right um next season will be my 20th mm. so um with the organization and you as you know you are this is uh, becomes during the season you're married to this sport you're married to this team um and so it's important to have great people to work with and mm-hmm. i give the ducks a ton of credit over the years for the people they have and a lot of people have stayed you know and because of this you know this this family that's been created here i mean you're with these people so many hours a day and game days, people don't realize, but you get here first thing in the morning and you don't leave until an hour or so after the game is mm-hmm. over. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, just, you know, and you become the team is you kind of live and die by how the team does. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you take, you take the highs high and the lows are low and this has been a tough year because you know, we get to know the players mm-hmm. and they're such good guys and right. they want to win and it is it's tough to watch them on the ice knowing that they give 120 percent, and that they're not they're not getting the result they want and so it's great I mean back in the day like when Disney had this team we were um we always were just kind of an afterthought and so we had the, the game on all the time we'd all go as a as a as a staff we'd all go out to eat we all go to you know a bar to watch the game we'd cheer for the team it's like it was just a That's what we did Mm -hmm. you know this was you know kind of our life and so um yeah and guys like cooley who we joke about but you know he's become one of my best friends and he's um the godfather to to my little one so you know you you do establish these relationships and the guys in the edit bay who are like family to me Mm -hmm. and uh you know they would do anything for me and i would and vice versa i hope they know the same Mm -hmm. and so yeah i mean they i consider them my closest friends because those are the people that now have, I'm around all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's working for a team. It's a lot of work, a lot of time, but it is, it is like family. And it's like, it's, it's one of the coolest things you could do.
0: And with that too, I mean, your relationship with Gee. for anyone that watches, you know, the pregame and postgame show, uh, what is that like between you two?
1: He's one. So <laughs> Just so you know, like he is as nice as you think he is. <laughs> I mean, we joke around like, you know, Timu Solani is Timu Solani, both on, off the ice, off mic, on mic, whatever. He is an amazing person, which is most of the guys who have played here. But Guy he is one of the nicest people you'll ever meet. And mm-hmm. he is such a good husband and father and friend now. And um, it, it's, I am so lucky to work with the people I do. But then you have a guy like Gee. Now that we don't, so people might probably are aware that we don't travel. The pre and post don't mm-hmm. travel this year, so we have a studio um down south, and we carpool all the time. So we're <laughs> we're around <laughs> each other a lot. Uh, so what's thank,
0: what's the music? Thank in the goodness, car?
1: there's no music.
0: No music. No. You just, you just talk? we just talk. We okay. talk
1: about everything. Aww. Like it's cra- yeah. And so you know we um talk about golf we talk about shopping we talk about you know he just he just sold uh sold his house he had a lot going on and i'm mm-hmm. i got a backyard that's been taking me two years to 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 get done and so it's like all that type of it's just random just mm-hmm. you know and uh and then of course we we throw in what are we going to talk about for the broadcast because mm-hmm. obviously now we got to be very creative on how we you know chatting uh but no and, and it's great and, and doing demos with him and he's and and also you I mean think about i felt like i was doing an interview because i was talking about you know it's when he first got, you know, called out of the NHL, you know, what were your, how was it like with your parents? Mm-hmm. And, and so I'm learn, I get to learn more about him too, you know, mm-hmm. and that's been great. But uh, yeah, I am so lucky, uh, you know, to work with a guy like Gee and then like with the angels, Mark Gubaza, uh, you know, Bobby Valentine, Tim Sam and Garrett Anderson, all those guys, um, Jose Mota for a while. Yeah. It was like just very lucky, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it makes our job easier because I am just teeing him up you know, and he, he's so good. that I don't, I mean, it makes my job very easy.
0: <laughs> One more thing. Tell anyone listening something that they may not know about you.
1: Oh gosh. Uh,
0: could be anything. I mean, you talked about your backyard. Hasn't been done <laughs> the landscaping. <laughs> so are you a green thumb guy? Does oh, it sound like <laughs> God, God, no, 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 no,
1: no. Uh, something about me. I, yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah. No, I, you know, it's funny. I, I just, all, uh, all my free time. I Well, I guess I will say this. I am, um, now whenever I do get free time, I don't, um, I don't watch a lot of TV. I don't watch sports when I'm home. Um, I got really lucky this past Sunday and turned on the world cup two, two with the 80 minute mark. Like I, I had no plans watching that. And I, <laughs> I witnessed history. So mm-hmm. I was, I was very fortunate about that, but I just like when i'm I've been traveling for so many years and have worked a lot of hours that when I'm home I just like to be home mm-hmm. um I don't uh binge watch I don't doing that stuff um I like a good glass of wine and some mellow music and sit in my backyard and
0: <laughs> that's not done yet <laughs> that's but... <laughs>
1: not done yet um i like my favorite night is like sitting on the couch and and uh, with a fire on and watching Lego master mm. i love that show (laughs) and my daughter loves that show my wife loves that show yeah so yeah i i don't you know that's and uh we're we're big into the uh, hallmark movies oh i
0: love those too yeah it's just
1: mindless entertainment Mm -hmm. i'm a big fan of that Mm -hmm. yes
0: i agree with that too i think that it's so important to be able to decompress at the end of the day Mm -hmm. and that kind of Stuff does yes. all of it. And that's for me, I like going to the beach. It's just mm-hmm. it's so calming there. If I can get down there at the end of the day. Yeah. But right now it's the sun sets too early, so it's kind of difficult. <laughs> no, it's
1: incredible. It's like, so they're like, hey, can't can you sit down with Lexus? So I'm like, uh, well, I have to go look at some rocks for my backyard. <laughs> and then I need to get in my backyard before the sun goes down. I just built a fire pit thing. <laughs> and uh yeah, so I got a glass of wine with my name on it. But after I have to go look at rocks. <laughs> I got to look at freaking rocks today.
0: That's not the worst thing.
1: <laughs> no, no, it's not. But I have to look at like rocks. Ugh, whatever.
0: Well, we'll have to have you back again on Light the Lamp. We yeah. we talk a little bit I... more about, maybe the yard will be done by then and uh, you'll have your glass of wine and everything will be great.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll do Light the Lamp Lounge.
0: Oh, I love that.
1: <laughs> yeah, we'll spin it.
0: Kent French, great to have you on. We'll talk to you again soon. Anytime. And it's time for my final quack for this episode, where I share my last thoughts before the end of the show, as always. Now, before the Ducks come back to Honda Center for home games this week, on Tuesday night, they will head up to L.A. for a freeway face-off with a 7.30 puck drop against the L.A. Kings. This is the first meeting between these two teams in the regular season. Should be a good one. Do not miss out by listening right here on DuckStream. Thank you for listening to Light the Lamp. I am Alexis Downey. As always, come back again for more Hockey Talk right here on DuckStream. This is an Anaheim Ducks original production on DuckStream.